0: It's almost time coming up on Sunday, the 62nd running of the Daytona 500 and all the drivers tackling media day today. One of those guys who's got a pretty good record in the Daytona 500, the 2015 500 champion Joey Logano jumping on with us right now. Joey, how's everything going up there?
1: I'm doing great. How are
0: you? Doing good, man. Thank you so much for jumping on with us. You know, Daytona's been pretty good to you lately. I mean, obviously, the 15 uh, race, you got the victory. And in the last four years, you've had three top fives, back-to-back fourth-place finishes. How big of a deal would it be to say, I've won two of these things? Because there's not a lot of drivers who can say they've won more more than one Daytona 500.
1: (laughs) It's so funny. It's one of the most common questions you get throughout the day. What would it mean (laughs) to win a Daytona 500 again? It's like... Boy, I don't really know how to answer it. It'd be a pretty big deal. It's a it's the Great American Race. It's the biggest race of the year. Of course, it's a big deal. Um, you know, after knowing that feeling of driving your car into victory lane here at Daytona for the you know the Great American Race, it is uh, something that is just it, it's hard to explain. It's hard to put into words. All you know is you want to be able to accomplish that again because of that feeling you have to achieve. So we will do everything we can to try to put ourselves in position to try to get another one.
0: Yeah, so we've already seen a little bit of taste of some of the pack racing this week. We got a look at it during the clash, and it was safe to say that was a bit of a wild race for you guys. What is it about this package, as we saw some carnage in the Daytona 500 last year, that is maybe causing so many of these wrecks? You know, a lot of drivers talk about the closing speed that you have with these big spoilers and the current draft package. Is that causing some of these wrecks, you think, with the blocks being thrown?
1: Yeah, it's two things. Um, yes, one, you have these big spoilers which is putting a big hole in the air and, uh, you know, ultimately um, getting the cars really close to each other, able to actually make physical contact. The other part is with so much downforce in these cars, the teams have taken away so much mechanical grip, trying to trim the car out, trying to get all that drag out of the car to create more speed. So now when you get in dirty air, you got a car that doesn't have any downforce anymore because the air is so turbulent, and you have no mechanical grip, and you have cars that can get to each other and make contact, and they're out of control before you hit them. Uh, at that point, that creates a big crash. Um, and that's kind of the situation that we see right now, Is that the cars are, are a little bit unstable in the pack, and, uh, and any bit of contact is sending us around.
0: Yeah, you know, for a lot of years we talked about handling at Daytona, then we repaved the track in 2011. How much has the handling factor come into play over the last nine or so years since the repave of this track?
1: Uh, it keeps, you know, kind of wearing in a little bit more and more to where uh, you know, handling starting to come back and be an issue. Not so much in the night races. You know, I, I don't think the dual Thursday. I don't think handling's going to be a big deal. It may be a little bit, but I think it's going to be as big as what it is in the Daytona 500 during the the, you know, the heat of the day when it's hot out. Uh, you know, the track just does not have that grip uh, that that it does when it's cool out. So. That's going to be something we're going to have to manage uh, throughout the weekend here.
0: Yeah, you talk about the duels tomorrow night. You're going to be starting sixth in the first duel. And a lot of talk on the Fox broadcast during qualifying. Some of these cars more trimmed out for speed going for that front row. You can see the sparks flying out of them. Other cars maybe a little bit slower but trimmed out better for the race. With this being an impound from qualifying all the way to the duel races, how is your car set up? Are you feeling comfortable with the handling on it, or are you a little bit worried since you guys maybe went for a little more speed aspect?
1: Um, you try to find a compromise in there, right? And uh, you know, if, if you feel like you got a shot at the front row, I think you sell out for speed. Um, for us, I didn't feel like we had the chance to be on the front row, so hey, let's dial it back a little bit, put some handling in the car. So when we race in a duel, we have a car that that is uh, something I'm allowed to be aggressive with. I can make big moves. Um, you know, do whatever you got to do on you know in the draft to to try to win that race. There's 10 points out there that we're trying to get in these duels, so. You know, we need to race well, you know, at the same time. So uh, it's a compromise. You want both. Obviously, you want to be fast and handle good, but a lot of times you got to give a little bit to get somewhere. So uh, we're hoping we made the right compromises and set up very similar to what we ran in the clash.
0: Yeah, and, you know, you mentioned the thing that was added last year, that you can actually earn points in the dual races, which is something we didn't have in the past. Does that change the way you guys race? Does that make you race a little bit harder, knowing that those are on the line as opposed to just the starting position in the 500?
1: Yeah, the duel used to be just about don't crash, get through the race, and get on to the next one. Uh, now there's points on the line. So you have a reason to go out there and race. And, yeah, 10 points may not sound like a lot to you, but it is. Trust me, um, you know, you don't know how many laps you're going to make it in the 500. Uh, you know, you may crash out early. You may blow up early. Something might happen that prevents you from scoring any point. So when there is a point to get there, you've got to grab it. Um, you see later on in the year what three, four, five, six points could move you up a spot in, in the uh, playoff seeding, which could be the difference that puts you into the championship four or Not at the end of the season. So I race like every point really matters. Every spot means something. Because uh, I think, honestly, at the end of the day, it could come down to three or four points that, that is make it or break it whether you have a championship season or
0: not. Yeah, we see it every year how important just one point can be. And, uh, Joey, for this season, probably one of the most surprising changes during the off season for me was the crew chief swap that happened at Penske. You know, uh, Todd Gordon, your former crew chief, going to be working with Ryan Blaney, and now Paul Wolfe, who is with Brad Keselowski, coming over to work with your team. What was some of the decision process behind that, and how's everything been with Paul so far as you get ready for the Daytona 500?
1: Yeah, so far, it's been good. It's actually been pretty seamless. Uh, the nice part is is all three of those teams are championship-caliber teams. Two of them have already won a championship. So, you know, either way, you're going to make out pretty good on this thing. Um, you know, and I think with, with Paul, uh, it's been a pretty seamless change. Um, a lot of that is because we've worked together a little bit more distant as, as teammates before. Um, but, you know, also, he's worked it. The whole team has switched over. So, all the the engineers, the mechanics, everybody that has worked on, you know, what was the two team is now the 22 team. They've all worked together for a long time. So where the only thing they're changing is the driver. Um, so I'm just kind of plugging into what they do. Um, and and you know, obviously, Paul's been at Team Penske for a long time, knows the system, knows how everything works. So I. So it's kind of uh, been able to kind of plug and play and, and be pretty good. So um, we're obviously still getting to know each other. Uh, you know, we're still um, going through. Uh, you know, the small little uh, tweaks here and there and uh, figuring out how he runs his race team compared to what I'm used to and what I need and all that stuff. But um, I think it's gone better than expected at this point.
0: Well, we're excited to see how everything plays out for you, Joey, not only on Sunday but throughout the 2020 season uh, with your new crew chief and everything going on. Thank you so much for taking a moment to talk to us and, and good luck on Sunday in the Daytona 500, Joey.
1: All right, I appreciate it. You have a good
0: one. All the action starts going down tomorrow night. It's the Blue-Green Vacation Duel, 7 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Joey Logano going to be in that first duel. We're going to see who's going to make the Daytona 500 as well. Then on Sunday, 2.30 p.m., the 60-second running of the Daytona 500 on Fox. Pre-race starts at 1 p.m., and you can still be there. There's not many, just a handful of seats left. one 800 Shop Daytona500.com to grab those. And don't forget, too, you can see Joey and the rest of the field down here in our neck of the woods coming up next month, March 22nd. The Dixie Vodka 400 at Homestead Miami Speedway. We've got a new spring break date for that race, and it's going to be an amazing show. Tickets still available right now, homesteadmiamispeedway.com. I'm Suits from the KVJ Show, 97.9 WRMF. Thanks for tuning in.